Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I am elated to have you connecting with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about why do I need faith? Yes, why do I need faith? I hope to answer that question for you today. This is a teaching podcast, so I want you to go and grab your Bibles and something to write with, as I believe I have something good for you to listen to today. I was talking to a young lady about millennials because this podcast is really connected to them. It's something that is on my heart, reason why I really put all this together, this particular show and this podcast in and of itself, so that I could reach back and minister to ages 23 to 38 years old and really try to help them to achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. And so I was asking her, what are five things millennials need help with? And she happens to be a millennial. And this is what she said. Number one, she said, millennials need help with financial issues. Number two, they need help with stability. Number three, they need help with mental health. Number four, how to achieve goals and find purpose in life. And then number five, how to offer their skills and talent and make a contribution to the world. And when she gave me these five, I said to myself, well, it seems like most people probably would need help with these five things. But then after I thought about it, I said, you know, only millennials know what they need help with. So when I read these five things and looked at them as she was giving them to me as I was writing them down, I thought about my topic for the day. Why do I need faith? And I believe that this particular show is going to help you to understand how your faith can help you with financial issues and stability and the other five things that I mentioned, because I don't think we really see faith in the light that we should. And so it is my sincere desire today is to share some things with you that maybe you have heard, but then some things that you have not heard. So I just want you to give a listening ear and again, write down some things that resonate with you. So I want to start off like this and kind of give you why you need faith. I've got about three things here and this obviously there are more things, but I don't want to give you a lot today. I just want to give you the important nuggets that I think will be important to your life. Number one, as it relates to why you need faith, faith is your servant to serve your best interests. That's what faith really is. And I want you to see this from the realm that I'm talking about when I say faith is your servant. It's there to serve you. It's there to serve your interests. Let me give you kind of a natural example to help you to see this in a different light. If you've ever been out to dinner before, you, friends, family, you're sitting at the table and then you have someone that comes over and they're your waiter. 
And they're your waiter because they're there to serve your best interests, serve you, to make your evening an enjoyable one with you and your family. And if you remember sitting at the table, they're giving you the menus and different things like that. And then they'll ask you, you know, what do you want to drink? Appetizers or whatever the case may be. Notice that once you give the command to your waiter or your servant, they go and get what you need. They get your drinks, they bring them to the table, they go and get your appetizers, they bring them to the table, and then they're able to take your main entree. What do you want? Chicken, steak, beef, whatever. And you can even give this servant, this waiter, special requests. You can tell them how to create the food, how you want it prepared for you. You don't have to tell them what to do and then get up and go in the kitchen and prepare it. That's not what you're there for. You're there to enjoy the evening and you put your faith servant to work. One of the things about it is that they can tell you things that are not on the menu. They can tell you special goodies that, that they prepared for that evening. If you go to exclusive restaurants or restaurants that are really highfalutin, they can really make your dining experience wonderful. And that's what faith really is all about. Faith is your servant. It is there because faith knows how to find certain things that you need knows how to create certain things in your life that you are missing. And so many Christians and so many believers are not living their life the way they could because they don't understand this dynamic of faith. And I would say to you, I didn't understand it as a millennial in my 20s, in my 30s. I didn't understand this faith dynamic that faith is actually there to serve me, serve my best interests, to help me to fulfill the will of God. Because reality is when you start out in life, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to connect with. So you're making mistakes along the way. And there's so many young people, they love God, but they're making a lot of mistakes because they don't understand that faith is there to serve them. Faith is there to create an atmosphere for them to receive from God. And so many of us, we're working harder when we need to work smarter. So this is why I say faith is your servant. Put faith to work. Faith is just not believing in God. That's part of it. But when you see faith as a servant, when you see faith as a waiter, when you see faith as something that can go and get what you need, faith is something in our hearts that when we get ready to release our faith for the things that we want, that we desire, that the word of God says that we can have, we start working in the natural instead of allowing our faith servant to go and get the things that we need. So all we have to do is just focus on God, Focus on what he has said in his word. Be at peace and tranquility in our lives. And so as the older I get, I'm able to calm down and understand that faith is there to serve. Faith is there to connect me with the goodies. Why? Because only God knows where those things are. Only God knows the connections that I need. Faith knows who I need to talk to tomorrow to get where I need to go next week, next month, next year. And so this is the thing about why I need faith. And when you understand that, you can apply this to your financial issues, to stability. 
how to stay stable in an ever-changing world. With mental health, people are just frazzled and fried out mentally because their focus is on so many other things. But we've got to understand that feelings follow focus. I've said that a thousand times to my church, and I've said it a couple times on this podcast and other episodes that I've done, and it is so true. Whatever you focus on long enough, you will begin to feel. And I do believe it begins to wear away at your mental health. But when you know that faith is your servant, you can kick your feet up. Again, with the illustration that I said at the restaurant, when you're at the restaurant, you're not thinking about working. You're relaxing. You want to enjoy some food. You want to enjoy some drinks. You want to enjoy some laughs with your friends. You want to catch up with family members. Why? Because your waiter Your servant is there so that you can enjoy your time, that your time is not spent doing other things. It's just like if you hire a painter or someone to come into your house and clean your carpet or put new cabinets in your house, whatever the case may be, they are there to serve you. They know how to do their job. One of the most dynamic things about faith, once you release what it is that you desire, faith knows how to work. It knows what to do. You don't have to check up on faith. Jesus never did that. He released his faith. He cursed a fig tree and he went on about his day. The Bible talks about how he came back through the same area and one of his disciples said, Lord, is this not the fig tree that you cursed? And Jesus was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I did. This is what you can do. You don't have to check up on faith. When you release your faith and you know faith is coming out of your heart, you continue to move forward. You will get and begin to receive more results in your life when you understand that faith is your servant. It is there to serve you. This is profound when you really get this in your heart because I didn't learn this again in my earlier years. And so a lot of things for me was, you know, I'm reading the word of God and I'm thinking God wants me to do this. He wants me to put it together. He wants me to go find the money, find the people. But that's not how you work in the kingdom of God. We work smarter, not harder. And the way that we do it is by our faith. In Mark eleven twenty three, there's a little portion here that says, and shall not doubt in his heart, which means that you can doubt in your head and still be unconvinced of what you're trying to do or even believe that it can work. Because in my opinion, faith is a spiritual matter. And when we talk about faith being a spiritual matter, meaning that we can feel this spirit within us if we're doubting. And so if we're doubting in our heart, it's so important that we deal with that doubt in our heart. Again, you can doubt in your head, but don't ever doubt in your heart because faith faith is always of the heart. So I think it's important when we talk about why we need faith and faith being our servant, we just cannot 
doubt. We have to make sure that any level of doubt that is within us, that we deal with us, we deal with it. We don't let things ride. We have to stop letting things ride, thinking that things will get better. We can't be passive aggressive. We got to be aggressive about uprooting doubt in our heart because this is how my faith can be eclipsed and not move and work for me. Watch this, because if I hire somebody and I don't believe that they can do the job and I'm doubting their ability, I'm not going to share certain things with them because I don't think they can do it. I think that they're inept. I don't think that they have the intestinal fortitude to get it done, which means that could be a reason why we're not seeing signs, wonders, and miracles and supernatural things because we've got doubt in our heart about our faith servant or even about God's ability to do what he said. So if I'm having any level of doubt, I've got to fix it. I've got to do something about it. I've got to uproot it out of my heart and make sure that it's not getting in different places in me and causing me to act differently than what I've done before. We've got to be very resilient when it comes to the things of God. We've got to understand and know it is our responsibility to manage our own spirit. Because this is your spirit, not God's spirit. This is yours. So we've got to be responsible and making sure that we're doing things the right way. And I believe that when we do, we'll begin to see us, all of us, you and I, move into realms in God where we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. If this is what God says, my faith servant, I'm confident that he is going to do exactly what I've required of him to do and the outcome is going to be great in my life. Point number two, this is why I need faith. This is why you need faith. Faith is my unwavering confidence in God's ability to do everything he promised. And I've kind of briefly just alluded to this, that we've got to have firm confidence in God's ability. And again, this is why I say we got to root out this doubt. If we have any kind of wavering in what God can do, then it just won't happen for us. And so, again, the responsibility is on us so that we can really understand that God cannot lie. Matter of fact, you need to write that down. God cannot lie. People lie. We lie sometimes. If we just be honest, we lie to ourselves. We tell ourselves lies and then we believe it. We really do. When we say we can't do anything, when we say we'll never be nothing, I mean, we're just programmed to believe the lies that we tell ourselves. Notice what 2 Corinthians chapter 4.13 says. It says, we have the same spirit of faith. So I want you to see this word spirit and exchange it for attitude because that's what a spirit is. It's an attitude. So when we are up under a spirit of something, we're under the attitude of it and it can influence us. But the scripture says we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I want to say that again. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. This is powerful. So let me break this down. Remember the scripture says we having the same spirit of faith. We should all have the same attitude about faith. According as the scripture says, or as it is written, I believed, 
and therefore have I spoken. It didn't say I spoke and then believed. No, I believed first and then I have spoken. Many times we are trying to get ourselves to believe something so we keep saying it, but that's not how faith works. You believe it and then you speak it, not speak it and then trying to convince yourself it will be. That's how a lot of people operate in their lives. But I want to tell you, if you can fix this, you will begin to see some things in your life that has been delayed. It's never denied because God never backs up or God never goes back on what he says. Whatever he said, you can trust that he can do it for you. But until you begin to deal with the things that are in your heart, it makes it very difficult to see these things come to pass. Again, I believed and therefore have I spoken. So my question to you, what do you believe? If you're saying something, trying to convince yourself to believe it, and this is one of the reasons why there are still some promises out there that have been unfulfilled. And many times when things are unfulfilled, time becomes an enemy of our faith. Those days becomes weeks. Those weeks become months. Those months become years. And so you just become frustrated in the process. But this is one of the reasons why you need faith, because it is my unwavering confidence in God's ability. So now when I'm releasing my faith servant, I know my faith servant has confidence in God's ability because it knows God. It connects with God. It understands God. It knows how to work and partner with God. And when we really get this dynamic straight, it will really boost our confidence in the Lord because you can read the Bible and still have so many questions. And one of the questions is how? God, this is what you said, but how are you going to do it? This is what you promised my family, but how is it going to happen? You promised that you would keep me in perfect peace. How are you going to do it? You promised that my daughter, my son would be saved, but he, he's getting worse. She's getting worse. You promised to bring me out of debt. How are you going to do it? We have to leave the how up to God. That's none of your business. Your job is to believe. And when you believe it in your heart, then you can speak it. Then you can declare it. Then you can decree it and know beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter how long it takes to manifest in the natural, you know, in the realm of the spirit, it is done. And this is how we operate in faith. Because I can tell when someone has the spirit of faith, all I have to do is look at their face. Look at their face because the spirit of faith yields a happy countenance. I'm going to say that again. When you're operating in the spirit of faith, you have a happy countenance. When you believe God, you're not sad. You're not upset. You're not angry. You're not frustrated. And you can look at someone and tell if they are worried, if they're concerned. You can fool everybody. But some people just don't have a poker face. You know, they just can't hide what they feel. Some people can hide certain things on their face, but on the inside, something is not right. You don't see fear or worry on people who are really operating in this attitude of faith. 
because their faith is so secure in God's ability and they know God cannot lie. He's integrous. He has character. You can depend on him. You know whatever he said, you can take it to the bank. Who would not want to partner with God? But the reality is, is that when things go wrong in our life, we blame God when we really need to look at ourselves. Maybe something in us didn't believe. Maybe we didn't follow through on what God said. Maybe somewhere in the process, we allow doubt to get in our heart because of the people we talk to, what we are listening to in the media, you know, the things that we are seeing and feeling in and of ourselves. This is why daily you need to check in with you. We check in with everybody else when we want to know what they're doing. But are you checking in with you to see if in fact you are doing, if in fact you are believing? And when you know you're not, then you can really hold your own self accountable and say, I need to fix this. I need to get this right because this is not going to serve my best interests. Now look at Hebrews 11 and 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So behind that word seen, I want you to put there felt, evidence of things not felt. In other words, your senses cannot detect faith. So why are we putting pressure on our senses when your senses can't detect faith? You know you have five senses, but I say that Faith is your sixth, number six sense. In other words, I cannot put my faith in the category of what I can see with my eyes, what I can touch with my hands. No, 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 no. God gives us a way of detecting faith and that's through confidence. I'm going to say that again. God gives us a way of detecting whether or not we have faith and that is through confidence confidence. When you are confident in the outcome, it ought to let you know you are operating in faith regardless of what your eyes see, what somebody told you, whatever the situation may be. I'm not looking at what my five senses are telling me. Every day we wake up to what our five senses are telling us, but we rarely tap into our sixth sense, our what I would call our spidey senses, what we know in the spirit, what we know in the word of God, what we know in our heart when we read God's word or when we pray and meditate and commune with him. You know, you can pray and you can meditate and read your Bible. And soon as you get up from prayer, you can go outside and you can go to the mailbox and you can read something and it totally takes you in another direction. You spend two hours in prayer, an hour reading your word, an hour meditating. You go to the mailbox, you get a bill, and you get frustrated. This ought to let us know we're not where we need to be. I don't care what's going on in your life. I want you to know, don't ever be fooled by what your senses is telling you because it's speaking to you even now. Is telling you things that are not true. But the Bible says that we need to be concerned about whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are of a good report. Whatever God says, he's saying you need to focus on these things. And the way that God will give us a way to do this is through confidence. Why? Because faith has no limits. I'm going to say that again. You might want to write that down. Faith has no limits. 
You might have limits. People you're working with have limits, but my faith in God has no limits. And this is what I said to you from the onset, that faith is your servant. That faith servant has no limits. You can't contain it. You can't box it in. You can't say to faith, you can only go this far. No. And when I'm operating in faith, no one can tell me how far I can go, what I can do. Anytime I'm counseling somebody or trying to help them, I let them know that you have no limitations. The only limitations you have are the limitations that you've put on yourself. So take the limits off. And you may say, Pastor, that's easier said than done. Well, let me say this to you. You put the limitations on, so take them off. It's just that easy. If you put limitations and you say, well, I can't do this, you need to start asking yourself, why did you say that? Where is that coming from? And then deal with it and then flip it and say, you know what? I can do this. You need to confess it. You need to declare it every day. But more importantly, you need to believe it before you say it. Because again, you can't talk yourself into faith. You either got it or you don't. We like to talk ourselves into certain situations. I'm going to say this to you. You can talk yourself into a good job, but if you can't do the job they're hiring you for, they're going to find out at some point. So what I'm saying to you is take off of all these limitations you got from your family, your mother, your father, you got from the, the school teacher, you got from the media. You'd be surprised how many people are trying to control us. They're putting limitations on us. But faith has no limits. Faith is your servant. Put faith to work. And finally, number three, Faith does not give reality to unseen things. It is loyalty to the unseen reality that gives meaning to your faith. I'm going to read it to you again in case you're writing it down. Faith does not give reality to unseen things. It is loyalty to the unseen reality that gives meaning to faith. So we need to be loyal to the things that are unseen because everything in this world came from a dimension that you could not see. And that is hard for us because we're so carnal and we live by our five senses. It don't make any sense. But I want to tell you something. Everything that was made was made from something that you could not see. Even when you think about this, when somebody is building a house, there's a parcel of land, but to the designer of that house, to the construction crew, that house is a reality. You know why? Because they got it on paper and all they do is take what they see on paper and then they begin to create it out of the ground. They dig up the ground and they put the poles in, they create the foundation and they put up the boards and they put up this and that. Before you know it, you got a house. But before you got there, all you saw was a plot of land. But I want to tell you, it's the same way with God. Everything that you will ever have in this world exists already in a world and a dimension in the spirit that is not in tune with my five senses. This is why I cannot give way to the five senses. I have to tell myself this, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It does exist. It exists in the realm of faith. It exists in your imagination. 
Your imagination is God because God uses your imagination to get you excited about what he wants you to do. Excited about your future, about your purpose in God. So we've got to learn how to imagine what it would be to be wealthy, what it would be to be debt free, what it would be to be married. Some of you that are single, you want to be married. What would it be like? What would it feel like for you to be married and to have the person in your life who's committed and dedicated to you? God did this. He said, let us make man. And our imagination and our image and our likeness, the father and son came together and imagined what man would be, what he would do, how he would represent God in the earth. And I believe Genesis chapter two begins to talk about, and then we see God take from his imagination and begin to create man from the dust. He first imagined it, In Genesis chapter one, then in Genesis chapter two, he did what he imagined. He took it from the realm of the unseen and brought it into the realm of the seen. And this is why you need faith, because faith does not give reality to unseen things. It's loyal. You need to become loyal to unseen things. You need to be more concerned about what you see in your own imagination, what you see in your own spirit. It doesn't matter what other people see. It's what you see. The me you will be is what you see, not what everybody else sees. Evict them out of your thought life. Evict them out of your spirit and understand and know that you live by faith and faith is your servant put him to work our faith is getting flabby because we're not giving any kind of commands to our servant our servant has become lazy our faith has become lazy it's it's tired because you anything that you don't strengthen becomes weak So we're responsible for our faith in many aspects becoming weak. But I want to tell you, you can strengthen your faith muscle today and understand and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God can do great things. Here's the last verse that I want to give you. In Luke chapter 17, starting at verse number three, and we'll conclude at verse number five, it says, take heed to yourselves. If thy brother transgress against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Verse four, and if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day, turn again to thee saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Oh my goodness. Verse number five, and the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. We can't do this. Notice that the Lord didn't try to increase their faith because he couldn't. That was their responsibility. When we hear this, we like, Lord, how can I do this? This person, no, they stepped on my foot. I got to keep forgiving them. Here's what the Lord is really saying. Let's get away from the numbers and the many times that he said it. What the Lord is really trying to help us to understand and really know is that don't allow circumstances in your life and what people are doing to you to hinder the importance of what faith is there to do. We get our mind focused on what people are doing and we don't get our mind on what faith can do. So whatever people are trying to do to you and trying to frustrate you, you know what? Just forgive them and move on. Just forgive them and let it go. Why? Because 
faith is at stake. My servant working for me is at stake. Look at it again in the natural. When you hire somebody and you bring them in, if you just stay at this normal level where everything they do agitates you, everything they do frustrates you, it says that you're too busy focusing on them instead of what they're there to do for you. And we've got people in our lives, we are nitpicking about what they're doing or nitpicking just the little small thing, just picking nits. But we need to be focused on why did you hire them? I hired you to do the work. I hired you to be the admin. I hired you to build the house, to clean the carpet. So I'm not going to get into superficial things when the reason why I hired you is because I had confidence you could do it. And Jesus was basically trying to tell them that when your brother trespasses against you, get him straight, but forgive him. Don't ever let anything get in the way of a relationship because when it gets in the way of a relationship, you begin to forget why you brought them in to help you. Their gifts, their skills, their talents of how their skills, gifts, and talents and abilities can help you to achieve certain things in life. What I'm trying to tell you, you got to live at another level of awareness, of another level of consciousness in your heart. Don't let anybody get in the way of your walk with the Lord because faith is on the line. And many people have forgotten about this. And because of that, they have allowed certain things to creep into their lives to ruin certain relationships with God. At the end of the day, the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. It wants to totally wipe you out. And this is why I believe you need faith. There's so many other things that I could tell you, but I like to give little bite-sized chunks and something that you can listen to over and over again. These three things I believe can help you, can help millennials get your swag back in life. Put your faith to work. Put your servant to work. Have full confidence in the ability of God to get it done for you. And understand that your faith does not give reality to unseen things. It's loyalty to unseen reality that gives the meaning to this word called faith. I pray in these few moments in time, this was a blessing to you. If it was, I want you to email me at info at thomasadeloach.com. Drop a line and let me know that this episode blessed you. You can go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. I have a subscriber box. I want to get you on my emailing list. So any changes or something that I think will be a blessing to you, I can connect with you quickly through email. Put your email in that subscriber box. Click the send button and I will send you a free PDF to encourage you in your walk with God. If you would also scroll down to the bottom of the screen on my website, I'm looking for financial partners to partner with me. These shows do cost for me to really empower you the way that I want to. But if you want to financially partner with me, do so. There's a donation box there and you can give any dollar amount that you want to give to say, Pastor Deloach, I enjoy what you are sharing. It's being a blessing to me and I want you to continue to 
do what you're doing to empower those that you are called to connect with. I want you to do it today. No dollar amount is too big. No dollar amount is too small. I am praying for you. Sincerely, I am. And I want you to understand faith is your servant. Put it to work. And until next time, peace to the family. Take care. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.